From Radio K-Man's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. The Criminal Investigations Department within the Royal Kimnalans Police Service is continuing their investigation into a shooting incident which occurred just after 4 a.m. on Saturday, September 24th on West Bay Road, just south of Lime Tree Bay Avenue, where it was reported that shots were fired from vehicles. One man received gunshot wounds during the incident and was taken to the hospital in a white Honda sedan. He has since been discharged. Police are continuing to appeal for anyone with information, particularly those who may have witnessed the shooting incident, to contact the RCIPS Major Incident Room at 649-2930. Anonymous tips can also be provided directly to the RCIPS Confidential Tip Line at 949-7777. The back and forth between the leader of the opposition and the deputy speaker continues today over the rejection of a lack of confidence motion in the Speaker of the House. Radio Cayman's April Cummings reports. Private member's motion number three by the Honorable Roy McTaggart called for a lack of confidence vote in Speaker of the House, the Honorable McKeeva Bush, who has since resigned from the post. The disagreement, however, stems from the decision by Deputy Speaker, the Honorable Catherine Wilkes, to reject the motion based on it being, quote, out of time. The phrase out of time refers to the five clear days filing deadline for a motion at an upcoming meeting. It's a rule that's outlined in the standing orders. The leader of the opposition refers to the Interpretation Act, which defines clear days in one way, while the deputy speaker refers to the usage and practice of our parliament, which he says led to the decision to deny the motion. I'm April Cummings reporting. Parliament's first meeting of the 2022-2023 session is scheduled for 10 a.m. tomorrow at the House of Parliament. Another busy meeting for Cabinet on September 27th as the group dealt with a number of significant issues for the country. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller brings us more from the meeting summary issued by the Cabinet Office. Cabinet has confirmed approval for the reminting of all 2022 denominations of Cayman Islands circulation coins. They also made several appointments to the National Pensions Board. With regards to land matters, Cayman's leaders refused the application for a coastal works permit to build on a private dock in Bodentown, but they approved the transfer of land from Sister Island's affordable housing development to the Crown for public purposes. Cabinet also extended some of the recent pay measures given to core government civil servants to employees of the Water Authority and the Public Service Pension Board, including the 2% cost of living adjustment effective September and the one-point increment pay increase for qualifying employees in December. Cabinet reviewed several 2021 annual reports and audited financial statements, including those for the National Gallery, the National Museum, and the National Cultural Foundation. There were several one-off approvals as well, the issuance of drafting instructions to amend the Churches Incorporation Act, the recommendation to waive fees for the practicing license for the role of the chief medical officer, the issue of drafting instructions to revise the police regulations, drafting instructions to amend the Immigration Transition Act in relation to the automatic forfeiture of rights, and provide clarity for persons marrying a Caymanian, as well as the waiver of the tourist accommodation tax for delegates attending the upcoming Caribbean Financial Action Task Force 55th Plenary in November. Cabinet also advised that approvals should be given to support the Deputy Governor's Administrative Circular Guidance for Public Servants during a period of election sensitivity and improve that that circular be extended to public authorities. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Cabinet also noted the Integrated Solid Waste Management System September 2022 update on Program to Financial Close, the update on the five-year review of the Cayman Islands National Energy Policy, and the quarantine exemptions granted by the Medical Officer of Health in accordance with the control of COVID-19 travel regulations for the period of 2020 through August this year. 
The Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development has announced a partnership with cable and wireless communications to enable any flow mobile user with an active SIM card to access the Needs Assessment Unit's website and also to utilize its new online application process at zero cost without paying for data transfer. Speaking to Radio Cayman News, the Honorable Minister Andre Ebanks says this partnership is a testament to how business in our community fully embraces the concept of innovation through truly meaningful changes for our people, including in the realm of social development. In our community, and especially among those who may require government's financial assistance, mobile devices are utilized as the primary device for accessing the internet. I commend CWC for this action that allows anyone, regardless of their ability to pay, to utilize the online form to apply for financial assistance and specifically to upload data at no cost, regardless of their physical location. A similar partnership was announced in February with with Digicel in the Cayman Islands. The Needs Assessment Unit's website is at nau.gov.ky and users can obtain information including downloadable and fillable PDFs. The online application form and website is accessed via the NAU's main website and is hosted by the e-government unit of the Cayman Islands Government's Services, that is nau.egov.ky. Both of these websites are available to flow mobile users in the Cayman Islands at no cost, including downloading information and uploading documents required for the online application process. Meanwhile, the ministry sees new changes in its senior leadership. Details from Radio Cayman's Dion England. The Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development has appointed a new Acting Chief Officer and two Acting Deputy Chief Officers. Ms. Tamara Ebanks joined the Ministry as the Acting Chief Officer in June of this year. Her career in the civil service has spanned more than two decades, working within numerous ministries and subject areas. Prior to her MISD appointment, Ms. Ebanks most recently served as the Deputy Chief Officer in the Ministry of Planning, Agriculture, Housing and Infrastructure. Before that role, she served as Deputy Chief Officer in the Ministry of Commerce, Planning and Infrastructure and before that in the Ministry of Financial Services, Commerce and Environment. In June of 2022, two Acting Deputy Chief Officers were appointed, Mr. Rail Roberts, Acting DCO for Social Development, and Mr. Trevor Gibbs. Mr. Roberts joined the Ministry in 2021 and prior to that served for three years as Deputy Director of the Department of Children and Family Services. Mr. Gibbs stepped into the role of Acting DCO for investment and innovation for two months prior to the appointment of Mr. Charles Brown to this role in mid-August of 2002. A ministry press release notes the overall remit of the ministry and its departments spans from reforming and modernizing the government's delivery of financial assistance, providing both social work services and inclusive support for adults with special needs. At the same time, the ministry states its mandate includes building a robust entrepreneurial ecosystem for micro and small businesses businesses and leveraging of strategic investment. It also includes the custodians of government's digital infrastructure and cyber safety and the architects of government's burgeoning digital identity program. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. In other local news, the Cayman Islands Independent Monitoring Board reveals its findings on whether prisoners are treated with respect for their human dignity. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins reports. 
According to the 2021 report, prisoners and prison staff generally appear to have a good working relationship. However, a small number of complaints were received by the board from prisoners about officers' behavior, which the prisoners considered to be disrespectful. The board is also aware that a case relating to an officer's use of force was referred to the police. Prisoners have access to medical services. They have a visiting doctor that comes twice a week and a psychiatrist available by appointment. The conditions at Her Majesty's Prison Fairbanks have seen noticeable improvements to the exterior and interior of the facilities. For example, the completion of air conditioning installation and new furniture received by the prison has enhanced the standard of the living and working environment for staff and prisoners alike. The conditions at the Enhanced Rehabilitation Unit remain humane, as reported in 2020 as the accommodation is still well-maintained and is in good condition. The board remains concerned that neither HMP Northward nor HMP Fairbanks is adapted to cater for prisoners with physical disabilities. There are no ramps or elevators at Northward and stairs are the only access point to many areas of the facility. The living conditions at HMP Northward that were highlighted in past reports remain a major concern for the board. The main concern is the condition of the cells which are not fit for human habitation. However, there are ongoing efforts that have been made to improve certain aspects, such as lighting, some interior and exterior painting, and replacement of toilets and shower heads, as well as the installation of temporary air conditioning in most wings. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. A lingering issue for the board is smoking, as complaints are still being made by non-smoking officers and prisoners. The blood bank is thanking local donors after an appeal for type O positive blood due to supply chains. The Cayman Islands Blood Bank would like to express their heartfelt gratitude to all blood donors for stepping up in helping save lives. Blood donations can be made Monday to Friday from 7 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. at the Cayman Islands Hospital. HSA medical technologist Christine Batad Miranda tells Radio Cayman News walk-ins are available or to book an appointment online, head to bloodbank.ky. The Department of Environmental Health, DEH, is temporarily closing its recycling depot located at Foster's Republic's West Bay as of tomorrow in order to facilitate the construction schedule of an extension of the supermarket. We want to thank Foster's for our long-standing and successful partnership and support in the recycling scheme. In the meantime, we are actively seeking an alternative location to service the West Bay community. DEH Director Richard Sims says details of the temporary relocation of this depot will be made available to the public as a site is confirmed and ready to collect recyclable items. In the meantime, members of the public are asked to use any other of the recycling depots, which include Kamada Bay Recycling Center, West Bay, Kirk Market, Georgetown, Foster's at the Airport Center, Georgetown, Bar Cam Service Station in Red Bay, Foster's at Countryside Shopping Village, Bottom Town, Cradock Ebanks Civic Center in Northside, and the Captain George Dixon Park in East End. Residents are reminded that recycling items can also be deposited at the 24-hour drop-off site located at the front to the Georgetown landfill. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego.